Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking cases against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, If you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. Please keep sharing his beautiful smile, beautiful face. He's out there somewhere and we need him home. Don't forget about him. These heartbreaking words were said by one desperate mother in the days following her five-year-old son's disappearance. A little, playful and trusting kindergartner who took advantage of a busy and distracted father to leave the safety of his home, desperate to find a playmate. But instead of being chastised by panicked but relieved parents, that wasn't meant to be. His parents would never find their sweet monkey again. Michael Vaughan has been missing for almost two years now, believed to have been abducted, murdered, and then crudely buried in a backyard by several violent men. Will we ever get the answers as to what happened to Michael that day? That remains to be seen. But Michael, Monkey's parents deserve justice for their only son, so they can give him a proper burial and say goodbye to their cheeky, smiley, and beautiful five-year-old boy. This is Michael's story. Back to our continuing coverage of this missing boy in Fruitland. The search continues this morning for five-year-old Michael Vaughn. He was reported missing Tuesday night around 6.30 near Southwest 9th Street and South Arizona Avenue in Fruitland. Today's search, and they're asking for the community's help now, comes after a full day of searching yesterday from the air, on the ground with canines. People from multiple agencies went door to door yesterday. They talked to neighbors. They searched fields, searched yards, and all in hopes of finding this little boy. Neighbors say they learned about the five-year-old's disappearance around 7.30 on Tuesday night. They say Michael is a happy kid who lived in this neighborhood with his parents and his grandfather. Cynthia Walker lives in the neighborhood. She was walking her dog as the search was happening. At five years old, I don't know that he uh, would wander too far without one of us seeing him by now. There are volunteers, many, many volunteers out searching, scanning the fields, and we just want to have Michael back. We want him home safe. We're just praying for the family, praying for Michael. A code red is in effect for Michael right now. He is considered an endangered missing person. And obviously we all have very high hopes that we find Michael today. Help to find him has come from all around our region, including Idaho State Police. Fruitland Police are now asking everyone who lives there to please search around your homes. And they want people to search their crawl spaces, their sheds, trailers, vehicles, anywhere that a boy could be hiding or even stuck right now. Again, this is a photo of Michael, blonde hair, blue eyes, about three foot seven last seen wearing a blue minecraft shirt dark blue briefs if you know where this boy is call 911 or the payette county sheriff's office and once again the fruitland police department is coordinating a citizen search this morning so many of you have reached out to me and asked me if you can help 
This is your moment. It will start in the southern parking lot of Fruitland High School at 9 a.m. They'll be uh, searching between 9 and 1 p.m. with the public today. This is an organized, coordinated search with authorities. So please go to Fruitland High School to uh, begin that search, Doug. Michael Joseph Vaughan was born June 24, 2006, to parents Brandy Neal and Tyler Vaughan in Idaho. Michael was the first child for the couple, with their second child, a girl named Aria, being born in early 2009. The pigeon pair, the perfect family. Michael was your stereotypical boy. Anyone who has had a son or been around a little boy, you know what I'm talking about. Michael was always on the go. He was full of energy and ever so playful. Honestly, little boys are really the best. My boys were so much fun and hilarious at that age. Michael loved being outside, playing in the dirt and camping, running around with the other neighbourhood children. He was obsessed with monster trucks. Michael was fascinated with their massive tyres and what they could do. Because he was that active, outdoorsy, climbing-on-things type of boy, his parents gave him the nickname Monkey, which they would call him more than his actual name. And Michael had plenty of opportunity to play outside. The family lived in rural Fruitland, Idaho. The town got its name for the many apple orchards. There are that many the town is known by its slogan, the Big Apple of Idaho. But besides the apple orchards, there are two national forests and a large river, the Snake River. Plenty of places for a boy like Michael to explore. Fruitland definitely gives those small town vibes where everyone knows everyone's business, with a population of less than 5,000 people in the last census in 2019. But where there is that downside of town gossip, there is that safety too because everyone looks out for each other. Even the Fruitland Police Department was small, with only 12 officers stationed there. The Vaughans lived on Southwest 9th Street, a short street on a dead end, again giving that feeling of safety with no speeding cars to hit your child kicking a soccer ball or riding their scooter. The neighbourhood was quiet with a lot of young families, plenty of friends for Michael to visit, which is exactly what happened on the day he went missing. July 27, 2021. Tyler was on kid duty while Brandy was at work, and he was busy with two active kids and trying to organise dinner. This day was actually Brandy's last day at work before she was taking some leave, so the family could enjoy the summer and go camping, spend some quality time together. But on this day, because Tyler had his hands full, Michael had been busy playing the Nintendo for most of the day, and Aria was involved in an intense game with her soft toys. At around 6.30pm, Tyler took Aria into his bedroom to change her diaper, which took a while. It was one of those diaper changes. Parents know what I'm talking about. And while he was in the bedroom where it was quiet, he got on his cell phone to order the family some pizza. Tyler would later tell police he would have left Michael on his own in the living room for around 15 to 20 minutes. But by the time he came back out, Michael was gone. Now, according to Tyler and Brandy, the front door was very noisy when it was opened, and Tyler is adamant he would have heard Michael leaving if he went through the front door, and he didn't hear a thing. And maybe Michael didn't want his dad knowing he was leaving. Maybe he knew it was getting closer to dinner time, and his dad would say no. 
So he snuck out the garage door where he knew he wouldn't get caught. The perfect crime. And then he would deal with the consequences later, because at five years old, there is no later. You only worry about what you want in the here and now. Neighbours would later state that Michael would knock on their door and ask if their child could come outside and play. Now, unfortunately, his little playmates couldn't because dinner time. Michael would try this three times. After the third unsuccessful attempt, Michael would disappear. No one saw where he went and he would never be seen alive again. When Tyler realised Michael wasn't in the house and he wasn't responding when Tyler called his name, he panicked. Michael was not a wanderer. While he was a monkey, he never roamed too far away from mum and dad. He looked for his son all over the house, then their small yard, and then finally the entire neighbourhood, calling out to Michael, hoping to see him running from his hiding spot or around the side of the house. But no, there was no sign of Michael anywhere. Tyler called Brandy, asking her to come home from work, and then he called the Fruitland Police Department to report his son missing. Authorities responded right away and a search was organised. Poor Brandy would come home from work to several police cars with their siren lights flashing, and she fell apart. She was hysterical. All she wanted to do is hug her son and to know everything was okay. Now, unfortunately, police were unable to put out an Amber Alert. Idaho is one of most American states that require specific details of an abduction before an Amber Alert can be issued, and they simply didn't have that. There was actually no evidence Michael had been kidnapped. It could have been just as likely Michael had just wandered off and gotten lost, or was at a neighbour's home playing with their kids. This was a close-knit community and bad things just didn't happen. Police were certain they would find Michael fairly quickly, but they didn't. Instead of reuniting a scared little boy with his shaken parents, instead police issued a missing and endangered alert at 8.30pm, two hours after Michael was last seen. The alert included details of Michael Vaughan, including his nickname Monkey, his photos showing his blonde hair, blue eyes and cheeky smile, and what he was wearing when he was last seen. A Minecraft t-shirt, boxer shorts and flip-flops. Hundreds of tips came in, reaching almost a thousand tips by the end of that year. Everyone wanted to help to bring this little boy home, and I get it. This case, Michael's story, it hit me from the get-go, and I have followed his disappearance closely from day one. His face and his nickname and his story, it gets to you. The local police did all they could, but it was soon apparent this was beyond their capability. Dozens of agencies were involved, including the Fruitland Police Department, the FBI, the state police and police departments from neighbouring counties. Idaho Mountain State and Rescue Team came in with their search dogs. That's not even considering the volunteers in their droves that turned up at every ground search. And the search was extensive. The entire neighbourhood was searched and then searched again and again. Neighbours' homes were checked. Drones covered more than 4,000 acres. The Snake River, which was within walking distance of the Vaughan family home. The river was checked by divers, as were nearby canals. Now, the search dogs did pick up on Michael's scent. 
starting at the family's home leading to a farmer's field located just right of the house. However, the trowel just stopped. Another dead end for investigators. Fruitland Police Department had to accept this was an abduction situation, which that very idea was terrifying for Michael's parents. Michael was an incredibly friendly child, even to strangers. He was just so trusting of adults. It really wouldn't have taken that much coaxing to get him to walk off with anyone. As we always see with child abductions, those who are close to the child are placed under suspicion. Stranger abductions are so very rare, despite what this podcast may have you believe. But stranger abductions only amount to 4% of all child abductions. And investigators had no reason to think this was an exception to this rule. But Brandy and Tyler were happy to answer questions, open their home for as many searches as it took, anything to find their son. Brandy and Tyler were engaged and cooperative with investigators right from the start, and they were quickly cleared, as were extended family, friends and next-door neighbours. Desperate not to lose momentum in the investigation, police reached out to residents in the neighbourhood for any surveillance footage they had from that late afternoon, whether it be security cameras or ring doorbell cameras. Everything seemed normal, though. There was definitely no one grabbing a small child and driving off. There were two vehicles that did attract the investigators' attention from around the same time Michael was last seen by neighbours. 6.47pm, a late model Honda Pilot drove down the Vaughans' street. However, none of the residents there owned a Honda Pilot, or even knew anyone who owned a Honda Pilot. A Dodge Avenger also drove by around the same time. Investigators had never been able to locate either driver. Any other information the police had at the time was kept close to their chest. September 2021. An anonymous donor put up $10,000 reward for information leading to Michael's return. And this reward has since been increased to $26,000. But even that didn't bring a resolution to the heartbreaking disappearance. However, investigators were dedicated to bring Michael home. Announcing the reward, Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff told the waiting media, quote, We're just not going to stop. Everyone should know that. We're not going to stop until we uncover the truth in its entirety. Unquote. A major development in the case of missing Fruitland boy Michael Vaughn. A nationwide search has led police to a backyard in their own community, where a woman who lives there is under arrest. The Fruitland woman lives just minutes from where Michael Vaughn disappeared near his home in July of last year. Our Karen Lehrer begins our team coverage with the latest updates from court. Fruitland woman Sarah Wandra was arraigned virtually here at the Payette County Courthouse, accused of failing to report the death of Michael Levon for the purpose of concealing the manner in which he died. Sarah Wandra alleges no wrongdoing, arrested for failing to report the death of missing Fruitland boy Michael Monkey Vaughn. Wandra lives at the home where investigators have been digging up the backyard, searching for Vaughn's remains since Saturday, and is now being held on a $500,000 bond, the state initially asking for more. She's a danger to the community, um, and she fails to abide by the social norms that we all expect that there are obviously very serious implications in her being aware of his whereabouts this whole time. So um, the state's asking for a $1 million bond. November 2022. 
the police announced they received a tip regarding where Michael's body could be buried. And this tip originated from a very unlikely place, TikTok. Because Michael had been knocking on neighbours' doors looking for a playmate, police always did have a theory it was possible Michael had been abducted by someone in the community. And it would be one of these community members who put themselves on the police's radar. This neighbour posted a TikTok of herself walking through her kitchen, and the people watching this video noticed something rather unusual on the woman's fridge a missing persons poster featuring Michael Vaughan. Something that was considered a little unusual, given this woman didn't know Michael or the Vaughan family. And she was brought in for questioning and then later arrested, but we will get to that. Now, obviously, Tyler and Brandy were devastated. Investigators began digging in the yard of a property located only a half a mile from the Vaughan family home on Red Wing Street. For three whole weeks... Police and forensic investigators excavated the backyard of the property, using ground-penetrating radar, removing and sifting through 250 yards of dirt. Cadaver dogs at the scene alerted officials to the existence of human remains. Police Chief Huff told the media they believed Michael was murdered and buried in this backyard, but his body had since been moved, and they had made an arrest – 35-year-old Sandra Wandra lived in the home with three other people. Wandra had been arrested and charged with failure to report a death, a felony that attracts a possible prison sentence of up to 10 years and fines up to $50,000. Wandra did have a developmental delay and severe mental health issues. Initial assessments would declare Wandra mentally unfit to stand trial and she was to be held in the custody of the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare for monthly reassessments. However, these charges would be dropped in April of 2023 for reasons I actually couldn't find in any of my research. Again, as I said earlier, police have kept their cards close to their chest right throughout the investigation. These reasons will possibly come out later once everything is said and done in a court of law, which, for Tyler and Brandy, I really hope they do see justice for their only son. Wanderer is not a free woman, though. She has now been deemed competent to face charges in an unrelated gun case. At the time of this recording, Sandra Wanderer is currently being held in a Paylet County jail. As for the other occupants in the home, which police believe are directly involved in the death of Michael Vaughan, Wanderer's husband, Stacey Wanderer, and their housemates, Adrian Lucian, and Brandon Shirtliff. In questioning, Sandra Wandra would allegedly tell police, quote, I never murdered anyone. I definitely did not kill that boy. The Most High God already told me who did it. The Most High God told me that Stacy was the one who killed him and buried him in the yard. Unquote. She would then allegedly go on to say that Stacy told her that Michael was actually buried in a neighbor's yard but then would correct herself and say it was the Most High God who told her that Michael was in their yard. Stacey Wandra has been in a Washington County jail since May 2022 on an unrelated gun charge. Both he and his wife are facing 10 years in prison for these charges. Adrian Lucien fled to either Ohio or California, and Brendan Shirtliff was last known to be in North Dakota, But investigators have never been successful in locating them and bringing them in for questioning. Said Chief Huff, quote, I strongly encourage Shirtliff and Lucien to contact the Fruitland Police Department detectives 
as the window of time for talking and cooperation is coming to a close. Unquote. Brad Little today signing Senate Bill 1378 into law. It's also known as Monkey's Law. That's the nickname for Michael Vaughn. He's the five-year-old boy from Fruitland who's been missing now for eight months. No alert was issued when he came up missing. This bill corrects that. ...passed Idaho's first ever endangered missing persons alert, what we call Monkey's Law. Monkey's Law established an emergency alert system that lets us send out alerts parallel to the Amber Alert system so that no other family will have to suffer the anguish of not seeing an alert when an endangered missing person or child is kidnapped. Uh, this is monumental to Idaho law enforcement. I just want to make sure that everybody understands how big that is for us. Now, Chief Huff says they continuously are working on finding Michael. Tips are still coming in. By the way, Michael's parents were there today for the signing of the bill. Michael's parents have never stopped in the search for their son. Brandy regularly speaks to the media to ensure Michael is not forgotten. Brandy has also been instrumental in the passing of Michael's law. April 28, 2022. Michael's law was passed creating a new missing persons alert system in Michael's name. This emergency system runs parallel to the Amber Alert, where specific criteria is not needed for the alert to go out. This alert would also serve to help find missing persons who are Indigenous, have developmental delays, have Alzheimer's disease, or are victims of domestic violence or human trafficking. Not just kids, so definitely more inclusive giving families of missing persons another tool to help find their loved ones. For Brandy, the introduction of Monkey's Law was bittersweet because it was too late to help find her son, but she recognises this law may save hundreds of families the same pain she and Tyler went through and are still going through. At the time of his disappearance, Michael Vaughan was five years old. He was around 3 foot 7 and 40 to 50 pounds, he has blonde hair and blue eyes and responds to his beloved nickname, Monkey. He was last seen wearing a light blue Minecraft t-shirt, dark blue or black boxer shorts with lime green trim, and dark blue flip-flop sandals. If Michael is still alive, he would have celebrated his seventh birthday only last week. Happy birthday, Monkey. If you have any information regarding the disappearance and presumed murder of Michael Monkey Vaughan, please contact the Fruitland Police Department on 208 642 If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.